is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. From the Dealer News Today headquarters, here's your host, Dave Canton with Andrew Cherkasky. Dave, good afternoon. Andy, it is another good afternoon. How are you today? Oh, I'm great. California's the place to be. The weather, can't beat it. You know, I, I was excited when I got back to California this weekend and just looked at my uh, weather map on my phone and saw 78 and sunny every day. Yeah, let's be honest. We're, neither of us are from California originally. You're from New Jersey. I'm from Wisconsin. The weather sucks there. Now, I got to tell you, and I was talking about this this last weekend, Memorial Day was always the start of summer. It's kind of a weird holiday to be the, the start of summer, but it is the start of summer. And I cannot blame my friends in Wisconsin or New Jersey or anywhere else in the rest of the country who desperately want to get out. We're a little bit spoiled because we've been here able to get out, able to take beautiful walks every day, have reliable weather. So I have a lot of sympathy for people around the country who do not have as good of weather as we do here. And the bottom line is every weekend in California is like Memorial Day weekend. It's true, isn't it? It's like you get one cloudy day and you're like, oh, this is terrible. Well, look, let's look at what happened this past Memorial Day weekend. People were out all over the place, right? We saw it on Fox News the other day. I mean, in the, in the uh, Lake of the Ozarks, people are out everywhere. You know, I'm not seeing masks on people. We're not seeing people social distancing. But what we're also not hearing and seeing are the numbers skyrocketing. So I guess at this point, it's still a good sign. Yeah, numbers are up in some places, down in other places. You know, I, I, I'm not a public health expert. I'm not a politician. So I'm just going to tell you what I've always been telling you. I feel, you know, not great about going out. I'm going to limit it to when I need to, but I'm also going to responsibly engage with friends and family as, uh, as the opportunity arises. Let's talk more about this in a minute. First, a word from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by DCG Capital. DCG Capital's lender relationships can provide new car dealers with working capital loans, floor plan financing, mortgage loans, and other reduced interest rate financing at historically low rates. Contact DCG Capital at DaveCantonGroup.com. Andy, let's get down to business, okay? One of the greatest concerns, obviously, for the automotive industry right now is just focusing on the rebound, okay? Rebounding from COVID-19, looking in the future, figuring out how we're going to get through this. And I got to tell you, a lot of analysts are continuing to say, they're continuing to say that we're going to rebound. This is going to be a V-shape uh, a rebound. We're going to get out there. It's going to happen quickly. You know, I think the greatest fear for the automotive industry today is supply, is making sure that the dealers have enough inventory to supply. But I'm hearing good results. I was on the phone with dealers yesterday talking about their Memorial Day weekends. They've all had successful weekends. You know, year over year, I'm hearing sales were up. Year yeah, over yesterday year, we're I'm hearing profits were up. We're having a drink with each other last night, and we're having a debate that we should have recorded. Because again, and we've been talking about this a lot, Dave's a little bit more bullish. I'm a little bit more bearish. I think that the economy, while we're seeing good signs, while there might be things that are getting us close to back where we were, I, I really am very skeptical that we're ever going to be back there. And I'm so. the exact opposite. Let's get back to business, Andy, okay? Because look, you know, the reason we do this show, obviously, is to allow dealers and allow the automotive industry to understand that we will rebound. We will come back. The automotive industry is filled with 
you know, besides the, the frontline health healthcare workers and police officers and firemen, some of the greatest and most resilient individuals in the entire world. And I do believe we will have a strong rebound. I do believe that the automotive industry is going to prosper from this and continue to learn I love and, the adapt, and, adapt, and adapt to the new norm. You know, sure. that was our discussion last night. What is the new norm look like? It's definitely going to change from what it was eight weeks ago. But I believe within the next six to 12 months, the new norm is going to create, again, one of the greatest economies that the U.S. has and ever had. And I don't had. disagree that we're not going to have a great economic rebound at some point in the future. My point is it's going to it's going to happen with a reconstruction of of basically our economy in a way that we're not used to. The travel industry, the restaurant industry, the hospitality industry, uh, brick and mortar stores. I think all of that is going to be different. Fundamentally, bring us a vaccine and we're five done. To bring years. us a vaccine and we're I, done. I like that too. You're not wrong. Out. Everybody's You're not out. Wrong. Everyone's buying, everyone's shopping, everyone's figuring it out and gonna make it happen. It's just not quite to the same. Let's talk about our yeah. guest today, Mark Barnes. Everyone in the automotive industry knows Mark Barnes, vice president for General Motors at one time, vice president for VW, vice president, chief operating officer for Bentley. Today, we're bringing Mark Barnes on the show because he's a guy that understands how to get the job done. And I can't wait to hear his recommendations for all the people that are in his seat today to lead their manufacturers and auto groups through COVID-19. Let's get him on. Ladies and gentlemen, with us this afternoon, we have a special guest, a guest that all of you in the automotive industry know, Mark Barnes. Mark, good afternoon, and how are you today? I am fantastic, Dave. It's so good to talk to you. Well, it's great to hear your voice, and it's uh, great to have you on the show today. Mark, I'm going to get right to it uh, because we spoke, you know, pre, you know, before getting on here. I just want to hop right into this. I know the listeners are, are anxious to hear what you have to say. You know, sitting at the helm as the vice president for General Motors, for, for, for VW, chief operating officer for Bentley, if you were in one of those roles today, what would you be doing differently than they might be doing now? It's uh, a great question, Dave, and, and thank you for asking. What I would be doing is making sure that our dealers are preparing because I am a firm believer that this situation is going to come to a, a close rather quickly. I know down here in the South, I'm in South Carolina, dealers were an essential business. And frankly, the dealers that I'm speaking to down here who have not uh, experienced any shutdown are, are running out of vehicles. So I'd be talking to dealers about saying, do what it takes now to prepare for the future. Certainly the dealers in the Northeast who have had to shut down, it's time for them to really make sure they're putting all of their plans and processes in place. Because when this thing turns on, I think it's gonna be quite, quite good. You know, Mark, that's a, a great outlook. We were just talking about that before. Dave is also very bullish on the future of our industry as well as the, the economy as a whole. I've been a little bit more bearish on that uh, prospect. I think that there's going to be a lot of change in how our economy goes about doing business, uh, eventually a re uh, recovery from it. But I think that there's going to be a lot of change. That said, let me just get to a question that I have for you, given that you have been really on both ends of the industry from the luxury car market to more of the consumer grade everyday vehicles, how do you see this uh, this last two months affecting both types of industries, really the consumer models and then the ultra high-end luxury vehicles? That's a great question, Andy. I, I will tell you, I think it 
frankly, is not necessarily the high end to the consumer grade. It's more of the ge geog geographic location of where the dealerships are. If, if I could start there, it, it, some of the dealers obviously have not been able to open. So it's been difficult for them to do anything, uh, which bounces back to what I said earlier about how they need to be preparing. The dealers that have stayed open, quite frankly, are, are, are doing quite well. Uh, the, I've spoken to dealers in Florida, and uh, I, some of them, frankly, are running out of, of product on certain, certain models. The high end really hasn't felt it as much as what you would see in the, the lower end, the, the consumer grade uh, products. And I think the high end is, uh, of course, much less volume, but the high end uh, is, has continued to, to maintain through all of this, this situation. And I, I know they'll come out of this doing quite well also. You know, Mark, we've been hearing from a lot of large auto groups and, and dealers that are on the front line leading their teams through through COVID and, and, and trying to put this in the rearview mirror. You know, they're out there purchasing cars from all their neighboring dealers. They're trying to buy every new car possible because they have foreseen a month ago that demand is going to be an issue. Supply is going to be an issue due to the fact of the plants closing down. You know, we just heard the other day that, you know, one plant reopened and then had to close again due to a, a, another few illnesses. What does a dealer do in the future? What does a manufacturer do in the future to prevent this from happening for if a future virus was to happen? Well, it's a great question, Dave. The leadership is so important at this point uh, and, and communication. The manufacturer has got to keep communication going with the dealers and letting them know what is happening. You're right. Uh, some plants have started up and had to, had to stop instantly. There is going to be a bubble coming in the in the, the pipeline, if you will, because frankly, plants have been down for two months. Dealers need to make sure they're doing what it takes. And I love hearing what you're saying that some major dealers are out there buying every new car they can get their hands on because this gap is going to come. And it, it's a concerning gap from the bubble aspect. The used car business is where a dealer would turn to look for profitability. And frankly, that's going to get real interesting real quick. Uh, used car prices have, have gone down some, I, not as much as what it was forecast to do. I, I saw some J.D. Power information where the used business is off only 15% from the pre-COVID forecasts, which is, is quite good, but get ready. I mean, we've got Hertz and bankruptcy with over a half million cars. You got to figure they're going to be looking for cash pretty quick. They'll probably be letting a lot of those cars go, which could, could create a, a, a small tsunami of used availability here in the, in the very near future. Mark, great points. Uh, let me ask you about this topic is innovation. As an executive uh, on the manufacturer side, what can you tell us for both manufacturers and for dealer executives? What sort of ways do you think they should be trying to innovate right now? Not just preparing for a surge, but what sort of innovations do you see as responsible and intelligent in this situation? Andy, the, the main thing I would be talking to dealers about at this point is getting ready for much more digital, getting ready for much more, I don't want to say, I guess, a risk-averse type of sales process. We've done a lot with digital in the, in the last few years, but I think it's going to get even more intense 
don't get me wrong, it's not going to be the only way we're going to sell cars in the future, but it, it will increase in popularity, I believe. So I think the, the aspect of making sure you've got a full sale, if you will, available online, and that's going to get interesting because it's going to get into uh, the titling of vehicles, credit apps, things along those lines, which certainly are available, but a lot of dealers aren't, aren't accustomed to doing it that way. Uh, I think there's still going to be a vast majority that will come into the store that will want to see the products and see the selection available, but there's going to be a, a, a new a new desire to get a risk averse sales process going. And Mark, and that's I, an area that dealers need to work on. Great points. We, and we've been hearing that from many people. I, I think that the, uh, the introduction of more digital uh, sales in the auto industry is, is very likely as a result of this. Let me ask the follow on question. Do mm -hmm. you think that it means that there's going to be a reduction in square footage uh, or floor planning? Is that something that dealers should be starting to look at? Do they need to start to downsize a little bit on the brick and mortar so that they can uh, better profit from the digital side? I think there's going to be some movement toward that. And you're seeing it with some of the new manufacturers that are coming in. They aren't having the full footprint requirement that you've seen, let's say, 10 years ago when a new manufacturer or when a new dealership came on. Dave, I know you're very familiar with those requirements. Uh, I, I think it's going to be pulling back a little bit to where you may not need the full 40 acres of vehicles, uh, but also you've got to have a selection for the customer. And, and that is something that you got to weigh both sides on that one. So that, that's, that's my, my thought on that, Andy. Mark, you know, two things that we're hearing from dealers all across the nation is there are two consistent messages that you need to do throughout any crisis, and that's communicate and lead. And, you know, right now the industry might not know, but right now, you are instructing a course right now at Clemson University, leading an upper-level course in real-world experience that prepares students, right, in their career right. in public relations and marketing. What are you talking about now with them? I'm sure there's virtual classes going on. You know, how are you discussing, you know, what this pandemic has done and what they need to do to lead and guide themselves through this and well, communicate? Thank you for pointing that out, Dave. I'm very proud of the fact that I do have a, a class at Clemson that I've been asked to teach. And I'm working with upper level students in the communications area. And, and it's, it's so important that they see how communications works in the real world. I've been able to, of course, convey some of the areas that I was familiar with, but also bring in some very strong guest speakers who have been in, in the auto industry and frankly, out of the auto industry and pointing out the very strong areas of how communication is so important to these students. They've had a great background in theory by the time they get into my class, but they haven't really seen much on the real world. And frankly, part of the real world is how I conducted class for the last four weeks of the semester, which was all on Zoom. The students, we, we couldn't have class like we would in the past, so we all did it on Zoom, and that was part of the, uh, the thing they needed to learn is how do you adapt in situations like the COVID that we're going through. But uh, thanks for bringing that up. I really appreciate it, Dave, and it's, it's been a great honor to teach and, and help students help the future, if you will.
So Mark, obviously we know from working with you and you know, throughout all the years of you being in the automotive industry, you are an incredible communicator. Okay. Which really stems into being able to lead. What's your message? What, you know, what's the message you're delivering right now as you're communicating to your students and, or that you would communicate to the automotive industry? Just the, the tough times bring out tough people. And the bottom line is, is you need to adapt. And uh, I've, I've no better than any after 36 years in the industry, car dealers are the best I've ever seen at adapting. They have a tremendous amount of resiliency and they figure out which way to go. And they figure out which way to go really quickly. They're the last great entrepreneur in the United States, in my humble opinion. And I'm just, I'm just so excited to see what's going to happen in the future because I know they're going to come out of this strong. And the economy is going to be better than ever, which means car sales. One thing I haven't talked about and is public transportation. Public transportation is down tremendously. And a way that you can adapt is by taking on the fact that there are going to be more people driving. And it's a tremendous opportunity for new car sales or used car sales. I saw an NADA presentation from a dealer who shared it with me that over 50% of consumers that were using public transportation are going to use it less or they're going to stop using it altogether. That's a tremendous opportunity, Dave, for a, for a new car sale in my, in my book. I've been saying it all along, Mark. I think mass transit is going to be down drastically. When's the next time you're getting on a subway or on a, or, or even in an Uber ride share, right? Let's talk exactly. about Uber. Let's talk about Lyft. I'm not getting exactly. in an Uber Lyft anytime soon. Yeah. Mark, you should see what a big smile Dave has on his face right now, because when <laughs> when we have guests on the show who talk about the auto industry in the way that you did, I mean, I, I certainly agree. Uh, Dave agrees uh, absolutely with the entrepreneurship and the resiliency that we see within the auto industry. So you've you've just made Dave a very happy man uh, by by uh, projecting the auto industry in that way. You know, I, I want to turn to something that that uh, uh, I kind of wanted to talk to you about. We have great guests on every day, people who have done amazing things in the industry. I'm I'm so attracted to the idea that you uh, had that you worked at Bentley, that you were an executive at Bentley. It's not every day that even our listeners who uh, own multi-platform dealerships who are uh, at the top of their game, it's not every day that people even in our industry have worked in the ultra luxury uh, part of the market. Can you tell us some of the interesting aspects of working in that very uh, small niche corner of this industry? It's an unbelievable product, Andy, and it is a product that I was so blessed to be able to have <clears throat> time to work uh, in, in the Bentley on the Bentley team. One thing, a, a great story I love to tell is because what I've been to crew many times, which is where they are hand built. And yes, the cars are hand built. There's only one robot in the entire plant for Bentley. Uh, the individual who stitched the leather for the steering wheels tells a great story. Uh, he literally starts the the process by using a fork out of the uh, out of his drawer that starts with four holes, and that's how he starts the stitching. Well, when the Queen of England came through to pick up her car, she took a brief tour, and when it came to where uh, she had to she met with the individual who, who stitched the steering wheel. He said, your majesty, when, uh, when I normally would start a, a steering wheel stitching, I would use this fork. And he held up this old ratty fork. He said, but in your case, 
I used this fork. And of course, he pulled out this brand new sterling silver fork that was uh, all perfect and everything. But it's an unbelievable product. The plant is just phenomenal. If anyone gets a chance to go to a small little town called Crewe in Northern England, I highly recommend seeing the plant. Uh, they get the leathers for the seats from a certain area where there are no mosquitoes. So, because it would blemish the leather on a, on a Bentley, which is unheard of. Uh, the, the stories are, are limitless as far as what, what colors the vehicles come in. One lady liked her nail polish and wanted the color to match her nail polish. So it, it's, it's another world, Andy, and it's one that I thoroughly enjoyed working in. And uh, I enjoyed driving the cars, although I can tell you taking a, a Bentley to the Target parking lot on the weekends kind of gets you a little, little up in the... Uh, a little nervous. Uh, a little nervous, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you know, I'm going to have to put you on the spot and I, I want to apologize now, but I, I have to, I have to do this to the audience. Right. The audience wants this. Okay. We know yeah. how talented you are in so many different areas, but I heard, I heard a rumor that you have this incredible talent that not many people maybe outside of VW have experienced. Do you know what it is yet? Um, I, there's a few, but I'm okay. I'm here we go. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. We heard you have an incredible singing voice. <laughs> well, I will tell you, I sang at my daughter's wedding. I sang Mustang Sally, which was kind of my That's the song, song I heard you sang at the VW Grand Opening. I, I did. I did. And uh, that was when I hung up the, uh, the the vocal pipes, if you will, Dave. That was that was my last oh, he's retired, Dave. experience. Wait, wait, Mark, I'm going to ask for one line. You're going to have to give us like one, like just something. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm challenging you. You got to oh. give us something. Come on, Mark. All right. I bought you a brand new Mustang, a 1965. All you come around signifying a lady, but you won't let me ride. Mustang Sally now, baby. How's that? Ladies wow. and gentlemen, Mark Barnes out of <laughs> retirement singing for us Mustang Sally. Not many people thought they could get you out of retirement, Mark, but I just did. Mark well, Barnes, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming on, Mark. This has been such a pleasure. It's so great to hear your voice and your enthusiasm. And just there's, there's so many talents you bring to the automotive industry and beyond. Mark, thank you so much. Stay healthy and stay safe. And I can't wait to speak to you again soon. Same to both of you. Anytime, I really enjoy the show. Thank you, Mark. Take care. Dave, that's big. I mean, we we brought a legend out of retirement to sing for us. And really, honestly, the the perspective that he has on our industry from really the entire side, all sides of it. So impressive. You know, Andy, you hit it right on its head. I have been smiling from the second Mark Barnes has come live on our show. You were excited about this interview. You know, he's just filled with so much en enthusiasm and, and, and words of encouragement and his outlook on where the industry has been and where the industry's going and the resiliency that, it, that, that the industry's filled with so many incredible entrepreneurs, you know, it's incredible. You know, this is, this is a, a gentleman that's filled with so many talents and, and more that not many people probably knew about, but it's just great to hear from him. He's a legend in the automotive industry. And I'm telling you right now, Andy, mark my words, the industry's coming back 
stronger than it ever has before. I love it. Uh, and, you know, having Mark on the show is proof and evidence that you should be listening to the show every day because of this, because the perspectives of legends, people who have been there and done it and lived through it and done it from about every angle, that is an invaluable resource that you cannot turn your back at. And so when we bring people like this on the show, if you're operating anything in the auto industry today, and you're not getting the advice that these legends are giving, you're you're doing Shame yourself. Shame on you. You're doing Shame a disservice. On you. Exactly. This is great. At the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, we have Mark Barnes today and many more coming in the near future. Until then, stay healthy and stay safe. Until next time, this is Dealer News Today.